God. Dare I say it, I know we're only four or five days into the year, but that right there is match of the year. Come talk to me December 31st, 2016, and it still may very well be the match of the year. Well, it was billed as a dream match, a first-time major meeting between these two, and it delivered, and then some. Welcome to Last Match Day in the podcast where we review, relive, and rank the greatest wrestling matches of all time. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm the king of strong style. And I'm a soccer mom. And today we are coming to you from January 4th, 2016 from the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Wrestle Kingdom 10 for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And you have to believe this is ace versus ace. Man, Wrestle Kingdom 10 was so fantastic. I mean, we already have a match from Wrestle Kingdom 10 <coughs> on this list, and it's just, it, it, it only gets better from here. Here we are, episode number three of season five already, and already we've had two incredible matches. We started with the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 21 in our season opener. Then we did the WWF title reign that never happened, Anoki versus Backland in episode two, and this feels like another really great gem to add to the crown here in season five. Man. We really just want to stay in Japan. If if you were to poll a large group of wrestling fans, hey, take the last match standing listener base, for example. That's you. And you ask them, what are their top five favorite wrestlers of all time? And just how about objectively? Like, who do you think objectively are the top five greatest to ever do it in the ring internationally? Well, one of them's in this match. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura are going to be on 90% of those lists. Absolutely. I think so. They're just phenomenal competitors. And so at Wrestle Kingdom 10, we see the culmination of a perfectly crafted story that that put these two megastars in a position to make history. And by God, they delivered. The Intercontinental Championship. That's exactly right. And it's a belt that... It's hard to think of anyone else. I think if I if I were to walk up to someone like you know just like you said like wrestling fans and said who's the first person you think of when you think of the IWGP Intercontinental Title? Uh, MVP. Well, <laughs> that's only because he was well, the, if first he was the first one. Yeah, only if only you're thinking why. chronologically, yeah. right? That's the only but reason. The per the person I associate with the IWGP Intercontinental Title is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke. Absolutely, I think, I think he has the, to the, to date he has the most reigns. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's Shinsuke and Naito. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, my, my mind actually might go to Tetsu Naito first, mm-hmm. but that's only because of the unification and everything. Yeah, the whole that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, they say in this match that Shinsuke is a five time champion, and I'm like, when was this belt established? Because MVP, I think, is like twenty. 12. Yeah, it was. It was. So, like, belt at this point, only been around for four years. So, it was like you didn't have a lot of reigns with but, it. But I think Nakamura is the guy that elevated the he belt and, and made it valuable. You to know, quote, I think that's uh, important. To quote to AJ know. Styles in this build, you made that belt pretty cool, and uh, I'm taking it. Yeah. Right. Really, really good stuff. Uh, a couple of things before we get into Nakamura and Styles. Uh, the first of which is we just want to say thank you to you guys out there for voting in our first Season 5 poll. We had some really, really great match suggestions for you guys that you guys have given to us. Um, and we put them all in a poll. And Styles Nakamura won. By uh, a lot. By a lot. <laughs> on both Twitter and Patreon. It was one of our highest voted polls. Oh, yeah. Uh, so far through you know episode 83 now. Um, and so thank you so much for your input, for your feedback with that. We really, really appreciate you. Um, if you weren't able to participate in this poll, you can do that on Twitter. Um, at Last Match Cast, we post all our polls there. And then um, if you want an extra vote, you can get that for just a dollar 
on our Patreon because um, our Patreon subscribers get an extra vote in all of our polls as well. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we had a, a wonderful experience. <laughs> Pro Wrestling 225 is a promotion here in, in Baton Rouge that, that Landon and I are grateful uh, and lucky to do commentary for. Uh, you may have seen uh, the clothesline that Landon suffered in the ring um, just last weekend. Uh, but the really, really cool part about what's happening in Pro Wrestling 225 um, for last match standing is that Paul now is also <laughs> in the fold. Paul shot a lot of the footage. Yes, I was a um, ringside camera. Yeah, at our last event. And so the reason I bring it up is Born to Rise was the Pro Wrestling 225 event just a week ago from time of recording. And we met, uh, we have our last match standing booth up, and we met uh, oh. this father and son. Um, at Pro Wrestling 225, Born to Rise. And uh, Brian, buddy, thank you so much for your match suggestion and for meeting us at uh, Pro Wrestling 225's Born to Rise. It was a pleasure. I know you got to speak with Jen and with Dustin. And, um, you know, thank you for your support, you and your dad. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Hope you continue to come to the Pro Wrestling 225 events. And thank you so much for joining us here on Last Match Standing. Mm, yeah. Man, it, it's, it's just that's the best part about this show is meeting the listeners and meeting people who love professional wrestling just as much as we do. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. It's why we do this. We, and, we love to be humbled. And how cool is that? That it was a father son duo. That's right? the like they listen to that it is together. The absolute best. And you know, like, my my dad doesn't watch wrestling, so to see that, like, oh man, that's the dream. It's really neat. And and Brian, listen, here's the deal: Father's Day is just around the corner. I'm that's so true. happy you mentioned this. It is. It's just around the corner, and I know for me, it's tough trying to figure out what the best thing is to get for my dad on Father's Day. I mean, I wish this before we went on, we went on the air, like. How many times are you going to buy your dad a power drill for he's like, son, I just need a lawnmower. That's exactly right. (laughs) And there is no lawnmower out there better than the Manscaped Lawnmower Number 4. Guys, I'm not kidding. This thing is life-changing. Yeah, if you're looking for an incredible gift for your father on Father's Day – you can get the lawnmower 4.0. It's also part. Look at that light. It's also part of the performance package. Uh, one of the very best things that Manscaped has to offer. It includes the Boxers 2.0, which I'm wearing right now. I'm not going to show you, but they're on. They're comfortable. Listen, the lawnmower 4.0. We've we all just we I think own, we each own one. We each own one, and we've all <laughs> really recommended it while well, it, we've been using it. It's just really, really easy to use. Uh, no scuffs whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. it's absolutely incredible. And if you get the full package for Father's Day and use the last match the the code last match at manscaped.com, you'll get twenty percent off your order and free shipping anywhere in the world. Worldwide. So, if you do that for Father's Day. Your father and his dad bod will thank you for sure. Um, we have another another first we do? in last match standing history today. And Landon, I don't know if you're aware of this. Paul, you are, whether you remember or not. <laughs> on, <laughs> on our last episode, uh, which if you recall oh, was Anoki and Backland, okay? For the first time ever, we are going to have our very own self-correction corner. That's right. On YouTube, if you're watching this, um, you can post comments below. Let us know what you're thinking of the show as you're watching along. But I, sh- I should have kept my mouth shut. But so what you're saying is you fucked up. You <laughs> fucked up, Paul. I corrected it. All right, <laughs> Paul posted a comment on our YouTube video that says, "I said Fujinami won the WCW title in '92. It was 1990. I'm correcting yeah. myself, which might be a first for the show. <laughs> so what happened is, oh yeah, he won it from Flair in like '92, and I'm like, dude, Flair was the WWF champion in '92. <laughs> and he didn't we go just back. let it go. Yeah, he didn't go back to WCW until like what January '93, and then he didn't wrestle until. He doesn't wrestle again until, I think, Bash at the Beach. Oh, my God. So, yeah, 90-day no-compete clause. So, I, I know that we do the corrections corner every, every episode. Time. Doesn't matter what. But yeah, maybe I for even. the first time, a self-correction corner. And Congratulations. It's funny. A new level. I actually looked this up because we, are, we may have recently recorded a WrestleMania episode. So Yeah, speaking of Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Last so. Mania standing. And hey, actually, sorry to interrupt. There is an important bit of news about our Patreon. We now have merch. 
Merch, hey. last match standing merch available on our Patreon to our $5, $10, and $20 tiers. And you can get more information about what merch is available on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash last match standing. But just a bit of a spoiler, there are some awesome stickers that were just designed uh, by my good friend Jace DePlessis. Thanks so much, Jace. Um, and there are some great T-shirts that were designed by uh, Jason, good friend Jason Bro, who's an incredible graphic designer, and um, just some really really nice uh, posters, little little print, last match prints. So go check it out, see what's there. Uh, but man, it's just a huge thank you to you, everyone who's been listening to us and supporting us for so long. This is. Uh, I just, just we're, we're only able to do this because of you guys. So thank you. Yeah, you guys have been down since day one ish, and we appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> he went there. I went there. <laughs> but uh, I was just saying, I was doing research for that WrestleMania episode, and I went, "Oh, that's right. Sting was in Starcade '95, which was New Japan versus WCW." And I'm like, "That is not where Tatsu That is not where Tatsumi Fujinami won the title." And I looked it up. They had a show in 1990 in Japan where Tatsumi Fujinami beat Ric Flair for the WCW title, but he clotheslined Flair over the top rope, which was illegal. Yes, that's a DQ. But he still won the belt. He did relinquish the title later on, and they have a tournament, which I believe Vader wins. And then Ron Simmons beats Vader for the WCW World Yeah, that's right. I, worth worth yeah. telling. Glad you finished that story. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, and that match might be worth covering down the road. Yeah, that no is a kidding. fun, Ron fun Simmons match. Vader? Ron Simmons oh, and Vader awesome. is a great match. That's a so, Ron was recently right. asked who was one of his favorite guys to work with. Oh, Vader. Hands down, Vader. And yeah. Isn't he stiff? He said, he wasn't stiff with me. Mm. Nice. And he said that Vader was just nice, cordial, and was easy to work with. And I'm like, really? Because I hear the opposite. I'm like, oh, no, it's... With the opposite, because he hit me too hard. <laughs> well, guess what? And don't get me it's wrong. It's a contact sport. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, as a guy that I didn't like getting hit too hard, but if I'm wrestling fucking Vader, it's, it he's going to lay it in. It comes with the territory. So you know what you do? <laughs> yeah. You lay it in back. Yeah. Mm. Give it mm. back. I'm not saying potato and receipt, but like if he's throwing those forearms, you throw him back because he's going to do one of two things. He's going to lay the fuck off, or he's going to go in even harder, and yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. But you know who's going to really enjoy it? The audience. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. And there are a few moments in this match we're about to cover that sort of look like that may have been going on. It's good stuff. I guarantee you that was going on. <laughs> uh, Landon, how did we get here? We got here by the grace of God. <laughs> the wrestling gods opened up JBL. the clouds. <laughs> God damn JBL, open friend, the cloud. Friend of the podcast, JBL? Yeah, you know what? We have an interview with JBL that has not made an appearance yet that I really need to edit. So just kind of stay tuned for that because yeah. that's definitely How coming up. How dare you not let the longest I know, yeah, it's world my fault. title winner it's in SmackDown fault. history grace our show. The guy gave me a clothesline from hell. <laughs> I had to get three vertebrae surgically repaired. It's 10 out of 10. Nice guy. Amazing. Paul can't even go to the airport anymore. He nope. sets off all the alarms with the nope. you know, metal in his back. That and the, the pressure on the neck. It can't fly. So we're talking about guys who changed the industry. Wrestling gods, if you will. Um, AJ Styles is the guy who made independent wrestling cool. He really did. I mean, yeah, there were, there were guys who maybe came along maybe a little bit before, a little bit after, in, who changed indie wrestling in other ways. But AJ Styles changed what it meant to be a professional wrestler and, 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 and sort of broke down those centuries old barriers. Where you had to be at like there's I know there's more than two companies right now, but in uh in two thousand fourteen, there were two. And he was like, Fuck you both, I'm going to the Indies. And and so some of these barriers that kept men like Jushin Thunder Liger out of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship picture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gone now. So when we last left AJ Styles, uh, he was tearing it up with TNA uh, Staples, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. And that was a fun match, by the way. If you didn't listen to that episode, check that out. Episode 15. Wow, was it 15? Was that way back? That, it was that long ago. Season oh, one. Man. Season one, the unbreakable triple threat. So good. Wow. And, um, I, and I didn't fight for that match at all. Uh, no, you didn't at all. Yeah, there's not a reason <laughs> it was actually 15. 
Um, <laughs> no, it was not number 15. <laughs> I forget where yeah, it is. Um, so AJ Styles won every major championship TNA had to offer multiple times. And it, it's he sort of just symbolically established the X Division into into what it is and as the it's essentially the perfect representation of what AJ Styles is all about. Yeah, I agree with that. And it doesn't matter what size you are, everyone is capable. Anyone can beat anyone at any size on any given day. That's what pro wrestling should be. The X division is not about weight limits. It's about no limits. And and that's sort of what what AJ Styles pushed as what professional wrestling could be everywhere. Yeah, he was a small I mean, in any promotion. AJ is not a small guy by any stretch of imagination. He's, what, six foot, 240? He's and, not a small guy, but he's not a big guy either. And he kept this up for nearly a decade in TNA, yep. just sort of riding the, through some of the best times that TNA brought us, some of the worst. And then the Hogan times. And until finally signing a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2014. And AJ came out swinging because at NJPW Invasion Attack – appropriately named, he revealed himself as the newest member of the Bullet Club and set his sights on the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada. Never heard of him. Who'd he time, ever beat? At this time, <laughs> Styles was sort of only working the... That's my favorite. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Who'd he, he ever beat? <laughs> Salty JR. <laughs> Uh, at this time, Styles was sort of only working the big shows in Japan because he still had a foot in uh, the States in Ring of Honor. Yep. And so, whereas Carl Anderson was sort of positioned as the top guy in Bullet Club over in Japan, AJ Styles was seen as the top guy in Bullet Club in America. Yeah. We already, already lost Prince Devitt at this point. So, so Exactly, yeah. So the, pre the previous leader was Prince Devitt. Um. So this allowed for AJ to sort of slide into that leadership role gradually. And uh, despite this, AJ was granted a match against Okada at Wrestling Dontaku. And in his very first match under contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, he wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I remember this. This is a bit. We stayed up until three in the morning to watch that show. And does anybody know who? So AJ is actually the second person to do this. Anybody remember who the first person the was? The first? Uh, no, I don't. First person? First match? Oh, oh the IWGP uh, yeah. Heavyweight no, no, I know who it is. You do? Yeah. Did you just read my notes? Is that no. why? Because you're looking at them right now. I can see. <laughs> oh, I was correct. Good. Okay. <laughs> it was Bork. Yeah. No, I'm like, I don't remember who it is. Like, Kurt, no. Who did Kurt beat? Kurt beat Brock Lesnar. Kurt beat Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar also winning the IWGP <clears throat> Heavyweight Championship at his New Japan debut. Yeah. Do you know why Kurt was given the belt? Brock no-showed an event. So they're like, all right, you lose the belt. Kurt wins a tournament. And then Antonio Noki briefly left New Japan and started with his IGF. And then... Made Brock their title holders. I'm uh, Brock, but now cursed the IWGP title. And then a few months later, he came back and they unified the belts. But Kurt was still a champion. So while all this is going on with AJ Styles winning the heavyweight championship, over on the sidelines watching all this take place is the IWGP Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura. By this point in Nakamura's career, this guy is one of the longest tenured guys in the New Japan roster. Look, yeah, Paul's going to give us a little uh, Shinsuke impression here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, can, I need like I need lights. I need curtain behind it. I already I need, need ropes. Is I, what I need. I, need I lean back. Way. Oh god, this chair doesn't lean. So I do like. <sighs> <laughs> and I mean, three reigns with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at this point for Nak in. He's essentially established the Intercontinental Championship there as on par with the world title. I mean, it basically was at this Do point it, in time. And hey, if, if you don't believe me, in 2014, the Intercontinental Championship, that is the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, uh, was the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 8. Yep. That match, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Mm. Total, total shit, yeah. Nobody, nobody watched it. You mentioned Nakamura and then Tanahashi in the same sentence, and I'm like, 
do you guys remember, there's a really old Prince Devitt thing where he's like, Nakamura, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Captain fucking New Japan, because he like forgot who he was supposed to be calling out. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, Takahashi, Tanahashi. Man, that time period in New Japan must be the golden years. I mean, just good, good, good Well, this is whenever we didn't get like Demon, like, you know, Ben Ballard, you know, Prince Devitt, we didn't get that guy. We got like, I'm going to be Venom tonight, and the next night he's going to be like Bane. And we got, like, Joker Devitt. Like, he did all kinds of cool shit. So, recognizing... Orange Devitt is the best, though. <laughs> recognizing Nakamura, essentially having no more challengers uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, then, uh, essentially, he's serving in his, his fifth title reign at that point. AJ Styles, who had recently lost the heavyweight championship, uh, lays out the challenge. So sorry. For the first time ever, AJ Styles... Versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And Sweet. this was actually kind of insane. Because it's not like these two guys have never crossed paths. When Nakamura was on excursion, he was on excursion in TNA. Yep. That's Styles' territory. And and actually, he went to CMLL, which Styles also was there a good bit. And then Styles, sort of on the same hand, did travel over to Japan and wrestled in New Japan a few times earlier in his career, but they just never happened to cross paths. So here we go. Wrestle Kingdom 10, first time ever. And uh, the only sort of exception, I believe, to the fact that that they were never in the ring together was the 2015 World Tag League Ah. when Styles and Yujiro Takahashi actually defeated Nakamura and Ishii. But Styles... I'm sorry, who? That would be Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, I wonder who that is. We've never covered him on this show before. Oh, well, you might be able to see him if you scroll back a little Push bit. Push your body, Annals of <coughs> last match standing. Sorry, I have a, I had a uh, an elbow in my throat there. I had to get it out. <laughs> um, but the important thing to note here is in that World Tag League match, uh, AJ Styles would actually get hurt. I don't, I'm not sure exactly at what point in the World Tag League it was. I'm not sure if it was this match, but he does suffer a back injury, back, yeah. and that does play into what we see at Wrestle Kingdom. What's maybe the most interesting piece of this whole thing, before we get into the match itself, is 18 months from Wrestle Kingdom 10, Styles and Nakamura would have a rematch at WrestleMania. Yep. But on this night in Wrestle Kingdom, January 4th, 2016... It's a better match. Both men had already signed WWE contracts. Yep. Because uh, we said it before. AJ, three weeks later, he's in the Royal Rumble. Nakamura, three months later, he's at TakeOver Dallas. Yes. and But the thing, though, what makes this so interesting is they both knew that. They already signed their contracts. Here they are, you know, essentially co-main eventing Wrestle Kingdom. They haven't told New Japan officials yet. <laughs> Neither of them told New Japan officials oh, before that match happened. That is genius. <laughs> I, I So, essentially, the result is that they both know that this very likely could be their last opportunity to have a match of this caliber on this stage. Because, look, I was there. I love the Superdome. It's home. It's not the Tokyo Dome. No. And the Tokyo Dome have to inflate their attendance. It's a big fight feel. Wrestle Kingdom 10. The biggest, fightest, feelest. Well, you know, it's just, there's so much to say here. And what I will say is just to give you, you know, the the environment of the match. On commentary, we have Yoshitatsu, Kevin Kelly, and Matt Stryker. K-squared. He is your teacher. So we have Kevin Kelly. K-squared. The GOAT. And two ECW originals. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, it's just... From the the new breed, um, <laughs> K squared, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the official. Who's the official in this match, Paul? It's Red Shoes. Fucking oh no! It is Red Shoes. We can't escape him. I love Red Shoes. All our fucking New Japan matches. So even if, even if we didn't know anything about AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura except their accolades, right? We didn't. We never seen him in the ring before. We don't know the story. Whatever. Here's the truth of it. We've got a five-time Intercontinental Champion in Nakamura. 
He is also, at this point, a three-time IWGP heavyweight champion, the youngest of all time yeah. winning that belt at uh, Battle Final 2003. Yeah. Oh, God, it was that long. 2003. I forget. When he walked up and said, 14 years in the business, and I'm like, yeah, no, well, six he, years he ago. Was, he was 12 years in New Japan at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, AJ at that point had won the heavyweight title twice. Yeah. So you've got these these guys that have a combined five heavyweight championship yeah. reigns between the two of them, and they're battling over the Intercontinental title. And what's so, so interesting to me is that Yoshitatsu, who doesn't say much throughout this match, the one thing he does say is that he doesn't understand. He can't understand why Styles is challenging for the Intercontinental title because – he should be in the heavyweight title picture. Like what he's taking a step down is the way Yoshi was explaining it. Yeah. Which I thought was fascinating, which I imagine a lot of older school, like shoot, like opinions might be like, shouldn't you want to go for the world title? Kevin Kelly makes it very clear. Well, as of right now, many of us believe that the intercontinental title is on par with the world title. And Shinsuke Nakamura was bending over backwards to make that the case. It just was so interesting to me for someone on commentary to say out loud, this belt isn't as good as the other one. Why are they right. fighting for it? it you know, it didn't I, make much sense. It yeah. was interesting to well, me. Well, because he's the wrestler, and the other two well, no, guys are. Oh, well, I say the, he's the only wrestler at the table. Matt Stryker fucking wrestled. <laughs> but the thing is, like, he's the wrestler. They're the play-by-play color right. guys, and right, he's right. the he's like the I'm the wrestler who's suffering from a neck injury. Because of AJ Styles, which I really thought they would play up. They didn't, probably because it was a really bad injury. Yeah, and, and during their entrances, which are great, by the way, just yeah. worth watching. They're the, not The first voice dramatic. you hear they're is Yoshijatsu. Yeah. They're, they're Wrestle Kingdom entrances. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but last year, the previous year, we saw Shinsuke come out as literally the fucking, like, what was it? The Mad King from uh, from the anime. Oh, was that? Oh, yeah, that where was he the had nine? the giant crown the and the crown. cape. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, the fuck. And I said the Mad King. I still have the first pop in my head. <laughs> but Someone's going to remind me on Twitter what it, what it, was. Was what it actually was. We yeah. asked, what's this from? And somebody said, this is what it is. And they showed us like a screenshot of that character. And then next to him, oh, Purple Crown. Because I, I said Statue of Liberty Crown. I said, no, <laughs> that's this crown <laughs> it, from this anime. A, you're uncultured swine. I'm like, yes, right. I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> they're telling a story during their entrances about – Man, they respect each other. And Yoshitatsu says, so what? So what? They respect each other. What is that? Nothing. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't anything mean anything. To me. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything to me. Um, and they're, you know, AJ said in the build up to this match, how do you beat a guy with no flaws? We'll touch on that in just a little bit. Um, you but the flaws. Overall, it's sort of my last like staging of this match. At this point, Shinsuke Nakamura, nine and four in his Wrestle Kingdom history. That's pretty funny. AJ good. Styles, one and zero. So. The streak. It's Wrestle Kingdom ten. Mm-hmm. How does Shinsuke Nakamura get to a nine and four record? Your guess is as good as mine. So there had to have been maybe a tournament or something that happened. I don't uh, know because I I, that, I legitimately don't know. And to be fair, that's what they said on commentary. I'm taking their word for it. So I well it, wait. Does Matt Strucker there say were it? Janu- the thing is though there were January fourth shows mm-hmm. before Wrestle yeah. before they were called Wrestle Kingdom. So maybe he's. Ten, he, maybe he's nine and four on January fourth. Maybe so. True. Yeah. That's their big. That's their. It's always show. been their big show. Yeah, right. they're, they're right. super before show. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. They're super card. That's it. This match is twenty four minutes. Perfect length. I mean, we've talked about on our seasons by the numbers that really sits right there, almost sweet spot exactly. I personally wouldn't mind them have another five. But good I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think the match is paced really well to where I I could have had more. Yeah. Which hey, I, I'd rather them leave me with. That's what you, know, you want, though. More. Sure. That's what you want out of a over, good wrestling match. That saying they're welcome for um, sure. Bell rings, and the crowd erupts, which is such a welcome uh, thing right now. With if you're if you're listening to New Japan right now, they're. Uh, you know, in the middle of the uh, best of the super juniors, and they just they can't do it. Uh, the the restriction, the COVID restrictions haven't been lifted yet, so they can't actually uh, speak. Uh, but so it was really really nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sets sets the atmosphere for what's to come. It I, definitely oh, yeah. does. Really it definitely like it. does. Uh, AJ sort of coming off that back injury, oh, which by the way was one hundred percent healed thanks to DDP <laughs> Yoga. My knees are one hundred percent healed thanks to DDP Yoga. Every wrestler has used DDP yoga. It's a thing. 
It, it's a thing. And it works. Look what it did for Stone Cold. It works. And you can get DDP Biodo for 20% off. DDP Biodo? What is yeah, that? Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. The DDPY app now at 20% off. I would use that code if it worked. Code last match. At we should we should email him like, hey, not really. can we partner with your show? With- that's not true, but everyone does it. You're absolutely right. But that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> this match gets underway. Oh yes. And it's, oh, are we covering a match right now? I forgot. And it's a lot of good stuff to start as they sort of try to you know figure out who's going to be the first one to gain an advantage. Oh yeah, this is like, this match is going to be who's going to blink first. Shinsuke might be the better technical wrestler, but AJ is more unpredictable with that high-flying game, and he's got a very strong submission style as well. Yes, and there's a good back and forth in the beginning, you know, with a, a headlock from Nakamura, yeah, head scissors from AJ. They're filling each other out. I think this match starts, really, when we get one of the most iconic moments in the last 20 years in professional wrestling, in my mind, with AJ Styles and Nakamura. Why don't you two recreate it right now? <laughs> I think that's your. I think that's y'all's too, Allie. We're not. We're not. Sure. We're not. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm right. going out of frame for this. Y'all got this. Yeah, bring okay, it on. It bring goes it on, a little something it. like this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the belly. <laughs> so and for, then, uh, for all of you listening, and for everyone forgets, <laughs> he does spit it out. For uh, for everyone listening, uh, they have an excellent moment here in the middle of the ring that is just absolutely unforgettable. AJ. <laughs> winds up the bullet in the chamber and shoots it across the ring. It's the bullet club thing. You got to do it. But well, they do. And Nakamura catches the bullet and eats, eats it. it. Rubs it's, his belly and then he spits it out. It's just good stuff. Um, Twitter was nothing but gifts of this for three days <laughs> after so the right. show. Insane. You're so right. <laughs> it was good oh, stuff. It was. And, and it's just it, it goes to show the performance factor that Shinsuke Nakamura brings to the table. And, and not to take anything away from AJ Styles, he absolutely does here too. Uh, but I just think unexpected in, in a welcome note. And I do agree that the match really kicks off after this. Oh, absolutely. The pace quickens. Um, AJ Styles is trying to land that first big blow, and he gets it in the form of a drop kick to Nakamura. And what I really, if you if you're listening, when he's able to leapfrog over Nakamura, <laughs> you hear Styles go "Got you" before he hits the. Drop oh, kick. I love that. Yeah, you can hear him yell it out to Nakamura right before he's like, "Okay, I, this is the situation I got you in, love and it. you're absolutely right. I set you up. Here comes the drop kick." Well, those long legs and the sporadic movements of Shinsuke Nakamura just make him so unorthodox, mm-hmm. and it, it confuses his opponents every single time, and well, we he, see a lot of that here. He does have two and a half inches on AJ vertically, but his arms and legs are very long. They're just long. I always forget that until I see him compete, and he's like, his arms are like as long as if he was almost pushing seven feet. I love the moment where AJ is sort of perched on the second rope, and he gets pulled off right onto his injured back. And so immediately just starts selling, writhing in pain. And so Shinsuke does the sportsman-like move and steps away from AJ, allowing him time to recover because he understands there was an injury there. But Landon, what rope was he pulled off of? He was pulled off of Brett's rope. The deadliest rope. I knew that was going to happen. You're welcome. So, yeah, so AJ hurt. Shinsuke gives him a second. And we talked about not Shinsuke being the perfect wrestler, having no flaws, but Matt Stryker has an excellent point on commentary. So, <laughs> Styles lands on his back, playing possum. Nakamura gives him the space, and as soon as that space is created, Styles pops up, runs across the ring, and and gets the upper hand on Nakamura. And you hear you hear Matt Stryker say, "The flaw may have been humanity." Shinsuke Nakamura. You two seem to really like that. I loved it. I love that. I don't. I ate it all up. I don't. Nothing. And I'll tell you why. why. And this is my, I think Matt Stryker is very talented. I think he comes off as as cheesy. Oh, he is cheesy. And this is one of those moments. Nakamura, he doesn't have a, a, a weakness in the ring, but his humanity... Fuck, I don't I mean, know. No, I liked it. It's no, pro it's, wrestling. It's fucking it's, stu- I can't. Yeah. I, it's just. You know what's not fucking stupid? 
the Muda Lock. Done I don't by know if AJ I'm over talking about this Matt Striker thing. Hold okay. on now. I made a note, okay? <laughs> no. Because it, I want to talk about it. Okay. I just want to talk Ooh, about down. it. Yeah, you, got, you got no. You guys humor me every episode. Yeah, it's I just want to talk about it and let me know what you think. I, my thing with Matt Striker is he's an intelligent guy. You know, he calls the action in the ring well. He's got a great vocabulary. All those things are well and good. I'm not saying this is horrible. I think just because he uses an abstract phrase doesn't mean it's cool, like, or good. Like, the thing is, is AJ Styles outsmarted him. I, I don't know that necessarily. He's, yeah, AJ Styles found, he, AJ Styles recognized that there were going to be few opportunities yeah. that Shinsuke was going to create for him, so he created one yeah. on his own. It's like I said at the and top of the match. And he used what he knew that Shinsuke, Shinsuke does have that sportsmanship that he brings to the mm. ring, so he used that against Shinsuke Nakamura Atlanta, in this match. It's like I said, who's going to blink first? Exactly. But I'm not sure that that's a a a a, uh, a characteristic that's specific to Nakamura very much. No, as the referee is pushing him away. Yeah. Oh, to he's make hurt. Sure he's hurt. He doesn't come in. AJ you know knew there was going to be a break. It's it was a heel move. It was a smart thing from Styles. I think the credit goes to Styles and. It's not. I don't think. I think it's more of a strength of Styles, not a weakness of Nakamura. I agree. Is the point I'm getting to. I understand the story they're spinning, and I understand what they're trying to say. I didn't buy it. Y'all feel differently. I didn't. Buy I didn't. It. I actually would have preferred if so. All the shine of respect right there, and then have your shots go. That means nothing. But what I did love that what comes out of this moment is that after this. Shinsuke Nakamura is laser focused on the back in the midsection of AJ Styles. He says, "Okay, we're gonna play that game. All right, I'm gonna break your fucking back. Got you, but not before being trapped in the Muda Lock. The Muda Muda Lock. How often do we see a Muda Lock on this? Not enough. Not much." I want to say this is only like the third or fourth time we've seen it. The uh, the knee strikes even mm-hmm. to the downed AJ Styles to the side are, of the are head just rough. Well, and that I mean the king of strong style. You know we talk about that with Nakamura. It's it's his. He has an MMA trademark. training. Mm-hmm. He he does. People I think people forget that. But that backbreaker that you mentioned that he that Nakamura hits on Styles well, is very much the. Oh. Hey, listen, your back wasn't hurting, apparently. Guess what? It is now, man. Yep. Uh, and it is. It's very much almost a urinagi over the knee, and it is stiff. Well, and he later, later he lays AJ up across the top rope, and, and his, his legs are so tall, it doesn't take much for him to get his knee up there where, where AJ's back is. I mean, that looked brutal. Mm-hmm. And then after, yeah, after that, he drives him, and then he drives him out of the ring, and then back first into the barricade. Not while I was bringing it up. It's important because <laughs> we're focusing on that back. Right. And then he just starts throwing his knees into that lower back. Mm-hmm. Like AJ's draped over the apron, <laughs> knee shots to I the back. You were gonna say, like you said, if your back wasn't hurt before, it it's going to fucking hurt And now. so it gives AJ no, sort of something so to focus on, something to try and avoid. And so when George Shinsuke Foley goes for the Ali, suplex, the the AJ jungle, finds an escape because suplex, not a great so move for your back. Nope. During the match, and he reverses it into a snap suplex yeah, into the corner. Oh, I love that. So oh, yeah. good. Which means now, well, kill him. Remember, AJ was going for the suplex first. <laughs> not the more kept dropping Which is why it's called the Kinshasa now. I actually did know that. I completely forgot. I did know that, and uh, I forgot that I knew that. That's yeah, why it and that's the why they changed attempt. it. Yep, totally I remember. Right. Right. Because in international markets, you do not want the champ being kill him. Uh, Shinsuke actually tries three times for the Boyani strike, and AJ finds a calf killer, and Shin reverses that into an arm bar. Really, I think that that was one of the first sequences of the match where I was like, oh. These guys are next level. This is what we have. Oh, that's <laughs> why this one, you know, the the poll as oh, much yeah. as it did. That was one of the first sequences where it really woke me up. I really enjoy one of the one of the first Bomayes uh, misses, and I have written down the Bomaye misses, but the knee lift in the corner does not. It do not. It don't. <laughs> uh, AJ gets in a torture rack. On Shinsuke Nakamura, which mm. just blows my mind. There's an image. And He's like, you know what? You hurt my back? Fuck yours! And ah. slides him over for a... Spin out power bomb! <laughs> streak the streak things. will never die. <laughs> It'll never die. AJ tries for Styles Clash. Uh, Shin reverses and shows Bomaye. AJ escapes. And then Shin sets up to the second rope. AJ... Retro. 
runs in to try and knock him down, and bam, diving Beaumayer, first one he hits in the match, and yep. it is a beauty. The deadliest Beaumayer. <laughs> it's good. You're absolutely right, though, that that Beaumayer off the second rope. Is just I thought like, that was it. Right, but Nakamura can't get to the cover in time. No. Did you hear the impacts of the forearm strikes? Goodness. Did I hear the impacts of the forearms? Uh, They gave me post-traumatic stress disorder (laughs) from wrestling J-Rock. It, I mean, just incredible, incredible stuff. A barrage of strikes from AJ. Shin misses with a a huge, huge kick. And AJ gets the Pele kick. Okay. No, we got to do this entire sequence. You gonna justice. do it? Okay, do it. Okay, so okay, I'll get out of frame and y'all just recreate. Oh no, 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 yeah, we're not recreating. I know, I know, I'm doing, doing an axe kick. You know, uh, so we have to do it justice. You just want to show it's, a little it's, leg. <laughs> it's not just like one quick shot. It's like a okay forearm ducks, uh, spin kick blocks. Another <laughs> kick comes up, de- like defects. Then that's when we get the we get. Uh, Shin goes for a savat kick. AJ spins around. Pele kick. Shinsuke hits the ropes and hits the fucking bumaye. It's beautiful. My, my they se- recreate the this sequence at WrestleMania 34. Oh, man. It is not my favorite sequ- sequence of the match, it's, but it's second. It's, it's solid. Oh, man. It's there. It's solid. It's there. We haven't quite gotten to my favorite. Um, but Styles kicks out this time. Nakamura is Kick able out. to get two. The cover, but it's a kick out from AJ Styles. Um, we get into this position now where uh, Nakamura has Styles up on his shoulders, yep. but Styles is able to reverse that crucifix. Into a crucifix pin. Love a crucifix pin. Oh, one of my favorites. Oh. We should see it more often. It should win matches. And then AJ hits a Bomae of his own. Yes. And we're like, oh, that's the zit, the zit. And then he hits a fucking 450. A 450. Look, this match has everything. Yeah. Diving, striking, psychology, submissions. What do you want? You got it at Wrestle Kingdom 10. After the kick out from Nakamura, there's something that happens there that I love so much. Both men are trying to get back to their feet, and they take a second to, to uh, put a shot up of the Intercontinental Championship belt. <sighs> And I just to remind you, the audience, what are they fighting for? It's fantastic. This belt. I want it every time. Yep. In big matches, yeah. I think that's brilliant. We don't see enough spinning back fists in in wrestling these days, but I really enjoy when a spinning back fist is reversed into a cross arm breaker. Yes, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we fucking go. Mm-hmm. And and Shin, yeah, he gets in that that arm bar and hooks his leg, sort of, because he's got the arm bar in, and then just sees AJ's leg sort of trying to reach for the rope. Yep. So he grabs the leg AJ's in. near side leg to make it impossible. For AJ yeah. to reach the rope, I had never seen that before, and it's so smart. Mike, that is like, like I mean, they say ring awareness, but that no, that's ring psychology. That is smart because the fans go, his leg is like, fuck your leg, pulls it in, and then he's like, mm, I can't quite get this armbar locked in all the way. I'm gonna put you in a fucking triangle hold, which was a fatal mistake because as we it was see, his humanity, it, it was it was the humanity's fault, uh, or was it that? Worthless respect that he was showing towards his opponent. <laughs> AJ stands up and turns that triangle hold into a one-armed Styles clash. That was fucking and awesome. And that's my favorite sequence of the match. What? <laughs> but he can't get the pin. It's a two-count. It's a kick-out. And I, it just, it's worth watching this match just to go see Red Shoe's reaction after this kick-out yeah. from Nakamura. It's I, incredible. I, I'd like to think that Red Shoes probably doesn't know what the finish is oh, I based on his it. reactions. I just love well, it. Well, then we see a bloody Sunday yep. from AJ Styles. That's like, a brain buster was, for all you at home. Was that the finish? Like No. If it was Carl Anderson match, yes. Not an AJ Styles match. So he hits that bloody Sunday, and then Styles says, okay, Styles Clash didn't finish you off. Maybe I need to do avalanche. an avalanche Styles Clash from the top. But Nakamura uh, actually reverses that into they what, Into a fucking Michinoku driver. Top rope. An avalanche oh. Michinoku driver. The Blue Thunderbomb. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see enough of them, so I have to, I have to make this reference. And a Bomaye to the Back of AJ's head oh. should have been enough. He wanted to make sure. Shin hits another one. What's the first rule in uh, in Zombieland? Double tap. And you got to seal the deal. <laughs> you got to seal the deal. Seals the deal with the second Bomaye knee strike. And if there's any doubt in your mind that it wasn't over, 
The second one's like, no. He did. You ain't kicking out of that. He did. One, two, three. Shinsuke Nakamura retains the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And I have one word. Damn. Damn. Are we just bringing oh. back Ron Simmons? Is that, yeah. that, is I that mean, yeah, but like, circle? just holy uh, shit. And what, there's a really, really cool moment after this match where they fist bump in the ring. Yes. Um, the respect factor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it to me... This is what New Japan, this is what Wrestle Kingdom is. Yeah, and, it really is. And Agreed. I just loved it. So the champion retains. Mm-hmm. So, Spencer, I, I'd like to – I'm really curious to know how many times has the champion retained in a championship match on our list out of 83 matches? Oh. I mean, fantastic match. It doesn't need the story of a challenger overcoming the champion no. to be great. Right. How many times has that happened on our list? You know, well, data man. I would have loved for you to ask me that question before this episode. Right. Yeah. So no, that I could absolutely. have given you an answer. I, see, I, I just I legitimately <laughs> I say, wanted to make you look uh, bad. Is, is well, really my job I, on this show? You know. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, oh. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I guess it's hard to make the champ look bad. Um, for those of you listening, I just grabbed my last match standing trivia championship belt um, because even though I don't know the answer to this question, I will have it for you on episode 84. So I will make have sure that. to stay tuned, and we're going to know on episode 84. I will let you know. Um, but you son of a bitch <laughs> set me up for failure. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. No, he I, just, I would love he to just find abused out too. your humanity. He, that's that my humanity is ruined. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Favorite moments. Oh, God. Uh, well, this match is a highlight reel, so it's really yeah, hard to pick it one. It really is. Yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll let you think about I, it. I really love the, uh, the, the Styles Clash being reversed into the, uh, the, the Blue Thunder Pop, into the Michinoku Driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the missed axe kick to a Pele kick to a bomb. I mean, just... Everything. Yeah. That, yeah. That, is, that segment I, is everything. I'm going to say there's an Inziguri that Nakamura hits in the first half of this match that I just, like, floored me. I just thought it was just, like, perfect execution. Uh, and then in addition to that, it is that triangle into the Styles Clash. It's just. Good shit. Who boy. Mm. Such so good. good shit. Yep. It's damn good. We are 83 matches in now. Here we go. Episode three of season five. I'll we start. have we have to rank it. I'll oh, start. Okay, okay. Landon's starting. Landon's starting. Here we go. Um, and I, and I'm starting at 59, and okay. 59 is Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. Okay. And the reason I'm drawn to 59 after watching this match is sort of in in a similar fashion. It's one of the biggest wrestling shows in that area, right? It's it's the biggest show You're that I recall. Talking to the shoot largest attendance at a WWE event. That's at what I'm Wembley saying. Stadium. Like Wembley Stadium is a huge venue, massive it's, arena, I mean, comparable to uh, the Tokyo Dome, I would argue. And so, an epic encounter for an intercontinental championship and the main event. And the crowd was absolutely insane. Well, the the Shin and AJ was not the main event. No, I meant at Wembley intent. Stadium. But yeah, at, Wim- at Wembley Stadium it was. So that's sort of where my brain starts. Uh, I think this one narrowly edges out over that one, but I feel like I could be convinced otherwise. Uh, but if I had to maybe continue to climb, my ceiling would be the Toyota Hokuto match at 49. Ooh, okay. And it's just... An incredible showcase of wrestling ability here, and I just okay. the, the rewatchability is absolutely through the roof. Yeah. I, it's, so, it's hard for me to go over forty nine. I'll uh, I'll start at forty nine, and I'll just say that right above forty nine at forty eight is Brian Danielson versus Nigel McGuinness, mm-hmm. and that was that the um was it the, was it the what was the rule set of that match? Uh, was that the was it the it pure? Was it pure rules or was it, it was three pure, falls? No, it was pure rules. They were they were unifying. So yeah. I think it, it it had to have been pure rules then. because that was the you only had three, three rope, rope breaks. breaks. Yeah, and I'm like little things like that. Like you can't go off the top rope. Three um three rope breaks because like that makes you because there's a point where somebody gets submission and they immediately like rope break. Like you just burned a rope break off of a toehold. Mm-hmm. 
Are you fucking crazy? Considering cat mutilation is this man's finish? It's, yeah, it's it's interesting seeing how <laughs> yeah. that, that goes into play. But I really think, I, and I'm also like, no, that's smart. Get that rope work immediately right now. So you're saying this one went above that match? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what's right above your ceiling. This and is then, the kind of area that yeah. we're operating. And then in right now. underneath that is Randy Orton versus Mick Foley at Backlash. So we have three insanely different matches that we're like going to be in this area around. And that, I'm yeah, not really sure I go much I'm floating. I don't know if I go much higher than 49 as well. I don't think I go any lower than 59. Definitely not. Uh, so when I look at this one, I'm looking at the 50s. We have Bret Hart versus British Bulldog. We have Daniel Bryan, Triple H, Jeff Hardy, The Undertaker. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. Very good match. We have... Jushin Thunderlager versus The Great Muda, Kurt Angle versus Desmond Wolfs, Cactus Jack versus Triple H, and DIY versus The Revival. At 51, yep. Yeah, so this match, I definitely would go above all of those. Okay. So at the lowest, I'm saying 50, right, right above Randy Orton, Mick Foley. At the highest, I'm looking, we got, we got my boy D. Bry versus Nigel. We have Kofi Mania 2, which is also versus that boy, Debry, And then above that is Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker, No Way Out 2006. Ooh. See, so, I don't know if I can go above all that. I didn't say well, I was going. I'm just giving you, this is my window here. Uh, we absolutely peak right there at Kurt and Taker. I don't know if I go above Kurt and Taker. And then right above that is Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels, the Plus Memorex match. Memorex. Memorex. Was that the original? Was it Memorex? <laughs> so that's that match. So and then right above that is Mick Flair, Mister Perfect. So I was like, okay, you're hitting a point now where you're seeing technician versus technician, like Rick Flair, Mister Perfect, like the two best scientific wrestlers coming to Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. These two amazing high flying wrestlers. Uh, above that is Daniel Bryan again. Well, Bryan Danielson, excuse me, and then Nigel McGuinness. These two stalwarts of the mat game. Like these old school wrestlers who were in their early 20s. <laughs> so it's like you get these two. And then you have Maynama Toyota, who might be the greatest wrestler of all time, versus Akira Hokuto, who is arguably the greatest Joshi wrestler of all time. So I have a very difficult time arguing this one to be above that. Help us out, Spencer. Okay, here's the drill. <clears throat> I, uh, I think I, I'm... I'm in the same realm as yeah. the two of you. I think where I sit right now is at 44. 44? Okay. Um, which is right below Mankind Undertaker at 43. Mine right above games. Flair and Perfect at 44. And let me tell you why, for me, this match goes just a little higher than where you two mm-hmm. were. I think this is a top half match. It is. At, if, out of 100, I think this is a top half match. Um, I think that this is on the biggest stage. It is. You know, we talk about that. We, we give WrestleManias a lot of credit. I think Wrestle Kingdom is on the same tier, so I think we need to give Wrestle Kingdom credit. It was a semi-main event. You know, the the main event that was after this is in the top ten of our list right now. Um, so big stage. It's a send-off match, whether they it knew really, it or really not. It really, really is. Um, this is a chapter closing in these two careers um, of two of the best international superstars to ever do it. Um it's got name value. Oh, absolutely. It's got name value. AJ Styles. Shinsuke Phenomenal Nakamura, one. It's your king of strong style. You know, for a guy that comes, this is what you come to wrestling for. It's yeah, this absolutely. This exact thing. Um, so even though for me, like it may be lacking in story, um, but it makes up for that in prestige. It makes oh, up yeah, for that yeah, yeah, yeah. In, um, in how memorable it is yeah. to me. Yeah, like the story is the only really thing that's lacking. That's I, I had until I, t- you said that I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of the only thing I'm really missing here. There's not and a whole. We're not lot saying of they don't tell a good one there. They but do. There, 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 it is there, um, but it maybe not as much as what what Perfect and Ric Flair were able to pull off on Monday Night Raw. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, that one's really really close for me. Yeah, I I think ultimately if it, it comes down to me comparing Flair and Perfect versus Nakamura like one on one heading these two up. There's no commercial breaks during this match. Uh, I mean legitimately, this is um I think this is re rewatchable yes. just a little more um than Flair and Perfect. Um, obviously Flair and Perfect has story out of the wazoo. Oh right? yeah, that's, that's um, a, it's like a th- two year build. 
But, you know, I don't know. For, for me, this one edges out based off of... I agree with that. You know, this is a match when people talk about the best matches in the history of Wrestle Kingdom. This is going to be one oh, of this, this is going to be on the yeah, short list. Yeah, I agree. This is, this is um, top five Wrestle Kingdom matches. Yeah. Hands down. And if you ask people what's their top five, top ten Monday Night Raw matches, I think some people would say Flair Perfect. but I, don't I think, think Flair Perfect is probably number ten. Maybe. But it, that's the first, like, prestige, oh, my God, look, at you got to watch this mm-hmm. because it's only epi- third episode of Raw. Right. Before that, we had almost nothing but squashes. Right. It depends on who you ask. I get, so I, I'm agreeing with a lot of things you're saying. It's still difficult for me to get past the the wrestling showcase that was Toyota and Hokuto. So so maybe for me, you know, Toyota and Hokuto is just ranks too low. That's um, a good. That's a that's a good but, conversation. But it's to have. still tough for me to go past forty nine, just yeah. on my personal list. But if I hang on, if I'm out, is it I'm because outvoted. it's forty nine or is it because it's Toyota and Hokuto? Because that's the same problem I was having. That's why I wanted to kind of look at the forties looked like. We may need to reevaluate. Man, now we Toyota. Well, Kira we can't. Hokuto. We can't do that right now. I know. That, yeah. That's the question I want to. But that's to that's you. where I'm hung up. Yeah, I see what you're saying. We were both getting hung up there. Um, I think this is a – if I'm looking at the, the, the stuff that's in between where I'm at and where you're at, right, where that's in between 50 and 43 or 44 rather, um, you know, I think this is a better match than Kingston Bryan at WrestleMania. I think this is a better match than Danielson McGinnis. It's a different match. Yeah, very different. It's very, a very different, different match. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that a Kurt Angle Undertaker is actually a really great one to compare to because so that good. one had no runway. You know, that was that was a match that was a bridge to get us from the Rumble to WrestleMania. It was right. a one-off, and they tore the house down. Yeah, yeah it was a one-off because Kurt didn't want to be, break the streak. Right, right. But like, part of him is like, can you imagine if they had that match at WrestleMania? But it's similar in terms of two of the best names to ever yeah. do it. Sure. Yeah. You know, ju- just like... Toyota and Hokuto, two of the best to ever do it. Oh yeah. So uh, this is I, a tough spot. That's why when I when I mentioned me on Toyota's name, like she is arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. I say wrestler, not like women, not Joshi. Oh just no, she's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Just born to do what yeah. she does. I put her in the same breath as Kurt Angle, and I so, think Kurt Angle is the greatest wrestler of all time. So is there a compromise here? Well, there has to be. Um, we can't rank in a two different spots. Well, no. What I'm saying is, if you two guys are going to outvote me, that's fine. You know, there's three of us. I err on the side of Spencer here, uh, around 44. But we need to revisit. Maybe Akira Hokuto and Manon Toyota is ready too low. That's we have to revisit that when we get to. Can I suggest we do a mid-season where we look at matches like this because we're like, hmm, it's possible. I mean, I don't want to be like. All right, final episode, and now we're going to do a thing where we change a bunch of rankings. Well, right I think afterwards. I think the I think it depends on what the listeners want. Yeah. Um, to me, you know, if you guys think that there are glaring moments on our list, you know, in terms of numbers one through eighty-three at this point that you think need uh, some some extra because we time had a, we had a lot of things change at this past season. Finale. Then you know we can talk about that yeah. stuff. Um, I don't know necessarily that our listeners are going to say. That man, we've really been clamoring for y'all to push up Toyota and Hokuto, and and that may be just because they haven't seen it. You know, I don't. Sure. Know. That's possible. That, so, that's, and that's we a... talk about you know the stage that something is on being playing that much big of a factor. So, well, I mean, AJW if, Destiny. If I'm going that's to concede, their big show, that would too. be why uh, yeah, I think yeah. I would concede. So, if, if 44 makes the most sense, but I mean, I that's still a you know you're you're saying that that could be the reason you concede to Toyota and Hokuto, but that's another five steps up yes. to where I'm at. So like I'm not I don't need it to be where exactly where I said I wanted it. Yeah, no, I I think the I could I can understand the Kofi Mania jump. I can understand the ROH Unified jump. Um I get hung up again at 46 currently on Kurt Angle. I was just going to say like that's the only real hurdle for okay, me. Okay, so what about what about 47? What about 47? We put it under Kurt Angle and the Undertaker from No Way Out to Under Angle Taker and above I Kofi would be Mania. more comfortable right there. Between un- between Angle Taker and Kofi Mania? That that, that, <laughs> that sounded better in my head. <laughs> but what a trio of matches those three are. Under Holy Angle cow. and I mean, uh, this is a comfortable spot on yeah. the list of greatest matches of all time. Yeah, okay. It'll be a great undertaking oh. to be in this angle. <laughs> Oh God! We're because it's it's by Kofi Mania. I'm trying to Paul, find. I like your style. That <laughs> also in my brain. Like, well, I, I am the, the king. I could use of some more puns. of that. I could use some more of that style. 
Number 46, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, like, no, it's 47. It's Number 47, 47 ladies and gentlemen. We're going to cut that. <laughs> no, we're not. It's 47. <laughs> Stop making me look bad at anything. You want to tell them how high uh, WrestleMania 21 ranked on Last Mania standing? Yeah, go ahead. No. Why not? <laughs> Don't do it. 47. You're AJ just going to beep it out. I am. AJ you know, Styles I should just say a random number <laughs> and you beep it anyway. Yeah, exactly. WrestleMania 21 is the <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> I hate you. I can't believe you told him. I hate you. This is going to be an eight-hour edit. I hate all of you. <laughs> AJ well, if Styles. it was all about the numbers, there'd be over 44 big shows. <laughs> I give up. AJ Styles. Quit. Landon's out of here. Landon's out of here. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura is, as of now, the 47th greatest wrestling match of all time until episode 84 i'm spencer i'm paul and hopefully landon comes back because we need him and this is last match standing, last match standing. Landon.